1: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, it
2: is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these
1: fights. Give
2: me a hell, yeah.
1: Top Rope Nation. Learn to
0: love it. It's the best thing going today. Oh good
2: evening, boys and girls and welcome to episode 251 of Top Rope Nation. My name's Ryan Drosty. Joined here by the boys tonight, it's Mr. Kyle Ross and Justin Joint here to talk all the latest in the news with professional wrestling. And we've got some exclusive news to break tonight coming off our show on Monday where we recapped WrestleMania backlash Justin Joint you were not able to join us for that show. 250. Missed I missed it. You're back. Yeah, it was a
1: landmark show.
2: 250,
1: but you're here for 251. How's it going? Uh great. North London is blue today at the time of this recording. North yes. London is blue. <laughs> Kyle, how are you feeling?
3: Good. I was gonna I didn't know who you're gonna throw it to first, and I yeah. definitely was going. To set Justin up for that anyway, so I'm glad he got (laughs) that in. I shouldn't be shocked, but, you know, the magic number is three always uh, (laughs) here on Top Rope Nation, as you know. But some of us uh, care a little bit more that we're only one point away from the top four in the Premier League table soccer term, Ryan. We don't call it standings. Table. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna ask how you were doing there on the uh the betting front kyle so well i'll tell you what I, going i'm well?
3: glad glad you asked i just cashed the under on the heat sixers and Ooh. the podcast is starting and i don't have to listen to stephen a smith's shitty analysis so
1: i'm feeling great <laughs> how could you not be how could so you not it, be kyle when you're when you're looking at the premier league games you're not taking a look at the schedule you're taking a look at the fixture is that correct if we're talking that, yes the, the fixture.
3: Term. <laughs> oh. soccer term yeah there we
2: go I guess training me live on air with my yep. european football yes <laughs> very nice very nice it wouldn't be an episode of top rope nation without getting some premier league talking ladies and gentlemen but i promise we are going to get to the pro graps tonight i tease on our social feeds and over on the facebook discussion group we got some exclusive news to talk about as it relates to Roman Reigns and his new WWE deal. We will get to that in just a second. Before we do, as always, I want to say, if you are tuning in to our live stream right now, for the very first time, please hit subscribe. It would help us out so much. We are streaming live right now on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter.com, four different places. And immediately after the live stream ends, I'll be dropping the podcast version of this show, So if you're listening to the podcast version, please hit subscribe as well. Even better yet, go ahead and leave us a five-star written review. When you do so, we'll read it on the air and send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail. And you see the names going across the bottom of the live stream right now. Those are all of our fantastic patrons. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon.com. There are currently... 75 or no, i think it's 76 bonus shows mm-hmm. available right now on patreon the only way you can hear those is by becoming a patron of the show next week we'll have two new bonus shows dropping a top rope nation extra with kyle and a very special guest and then all three of us will reconvene to do our monthly top rope nation classic show where we will be looking back it just won the poll on patreon by a single vote Judgment Day 2000. So we'll be recording that next week. It will drop on Patreon in full. Probably will come in over two hours. Uh, We'll we'll put a teaser out here on the main feed so you can get a little sample of that. But if you want to hear it in full and those 76 bonus shows, become a patron. Oh, and by the way, a big shout out to the man himself, Danny Ortiz, who became a Hall of Fame level patron this week danny thank you so much you've been a patron and a big supporter of ours for a long time but it means a lot that you pledge the hall of fame tier and uh with that tier you can come on the show if you so choose you don't have to but if you want to we'd love to have you on so hopefully we'll be hearing from danny here on the show within the next couple of months and that'll be something to look forward to
3: a few things mr Drosty, if i may follow that up number one i believe this will be the first time we hit the year 2000 on top rope nation classic Mm -hmm. so that'll be exciting yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Back Did we do backlash two thousand two?
3: Two thousand two, but not two thousand. Oh, like the year 2000. two thousand. Oh, I thought you meant the two thousand. Okay, two thousand. Okay. <laughs> you remember that one, Justin? Yes, Conan. Oh yeah. Yes, but oh, uh, I thought you were
2: doing Conan O'Brien. Okay, no,
3: no, uh, <laughs> yes. very good. Hey, I can do both. Okay, but uh, you, you know, you talk about watching the video. You talk about patrons. A new review is in this week. <laughs> Believe it or not. Is I got right? this one. Yes. Uh, this is from Liam in England. I don't know if you've heard of him, but oh, uh, he did oh, message really? me because he, uh, he he said something funny about he, he was watching the video and I was like, oh, I didn't know you watched the video every week. He's like, oh, this is a quote. So review, video feed is hilarious. Got more into watching the video feeds rather than straight audio during those lockdown months. Kind of why I imagine old people watch WWE ride along.
2: <laughs> well liam i uh i mean i don't want to put you over too hard here liam o'rourke but uh check out this book ladies and gentlemen if you have not read it liam o'rourke crazy like a fox uh, wait, you're oh about this book oh my god this was not even planned look at that huh. justin joint yeah. has it as well and it's kyle upstairs. you had it on our show monday yeah when yes. you were recording upstairs so yes <laughs> that's funny thank you liam as always for your support patron of the show Award-winning author, Liam O'Rourke. What do you always say, Kyle? Best author from England since Bill Shakespeare? Uh,
3: that's what I've said.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Billy Shakespeare. <that's> right. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news before we get too off track. Uh, Monday here on Top Rope Nation, episode 250, as we said, it was myself and Kyle reviewing Backlash, but at the end of the show, I guess it was actually about halfway through, there was some exclusive news revealed about Roman Reigns by our own Mr. Kyle Ross. And, you know, it was coming out, it was being revealed that, at the time, Roman had signed a new contract. Various reports from various outlets were saying he was going to be working less dates. At the time, most people assumed that that was less house show dates. And he was being pulled from some house show advertising at the time. But we here on Top Rope Nation said, no, it goes further than that. In fact, Roman Reigns will be working less television And less premium live events moving forward. And that was first reported here on Top Rope Nation. But to the best of my knowledge, nobody else had put that out there. And then within, what, about a couple, 24, 48 hours, it came out that, yes, indeed, Roman was going to be taking a break from television this summer. And then it came out today that Roman will not be working hell in a cell, which, Kyle, was something that you had speculated about way back on Monday. So... Take it from here, Mr. Ross. What's going on with Roman Reigns?
3: More questions than answers, I think, right now. But let's see if we can put the pieces of the puzzle together, the three of us. We're smart individuals. I think we could figure this out. So as you said, Ryan, Fightful noted today that Reigns is no longer being advertised for Helen Cell. He's off the poster. That does not mean he's not going to be on the card, I suppose. Although Meltzer said he's not going to be on the card. And pulling him from the poster you would assume means he's not going to be there. And why I thought he wouldn't be on that show, we talked about this on the Backlash Recap, is you look at the summer schedule of premium live events, that's clearly the least important one. They're running three stadium shows the rest of the summer. The two in July, Money in the Bank in Vegas, SummerSlam in Nashville, and then over the pond uh, in Cardiff, the big Labor Day weekend show. Um, so that's why I kind of speculate alright it kind of makes sense that Hell in a Cell would be the one that he's missing that shows in Chicago on June 5th and that's a show Forbidden Door by the way already smoked at the box office so maybe they're kind of waving <laughs> the white flag on the Chicago market I don't know that might be just me taking an unnecessary pot shot but <laughs> well, uh, last I
2: saw about 1500 tickets were available still for Hell in a Cell
3: oh that's less than I thought because how many did they put on sale, though? I thought they only had like 8,000 out. Am, am yeah, I, current I capacity,
2: uh, last update I saw, current capacity was just over 11,000, and they had sold about 9,600. That was courtesy Ooh. of WrestleTix.
3: Okay, so, I, so you, you've checked the, the latest update then. Uh, now, what's interesting, Dave Meltzer, well, was the first to note, and you kind of touched on this, Ryan. This was about 24 hours after, I think, you published our show. Reigns was not being advertised for anything from June 19th through Labor Day so there's that here's I think what everyone needs to be thinking about very obvious Reigns is missing time this summer that is not up for debate I mean I saw some people questioning Meltzer stop it okay he's missing time this summer it's in the contract he's got a reduced schedule again think Lesnar think Hogan in 97 that kind of thing but how much time he's missing, and which premium live events remains to be seen. You know, And there's confusion over why he's missing this time, right? Like Meltzer, I think on Wrestling Observer Radio, said, I don't know if he's making a movie or something. Mm-hmm. But here's some food for thought, guys. And let's take this a step further. Let's grab the ball and and run with it a little bit. Might it just be in his contract that he only has to work a select amount of TV and premium live events? Okay, we think it is. And if that's the case, I've heard no one mention this yet. Isn't Reigns getting time off from TV and premium live events a strong likelihood, not just this summer, but for the duration of this new deal? And we're going to be seeing this for the next couple of years.
1: Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way that this is just some sort of one-off uh, Roman Reigns Summer Vacation.
2: <laughs> Roman go- Roman goes wild, yeah. Summer <laughs> 2022. This is a young
3: man summer vacation. That was a good <laughs> ice cube song. <laughs> but what – now, let's examine the schedule. We've talked about it. they have got four events coming up between now, premium live events to you, uh, between now and Labor Day. We all agree it makes sense that Hell in a Cell he would miss, right? Because yes. Because mm-hmm. – they have actually matches that make sense for the big red box and none would involve him like we presume mm-hmm. seth and cody are doing it right
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay maybe edge and aj
3: yeah the tag mm-hmm. titles if they want to do mm-hmm. that if they want to run that back with rk bro and the usos if they want to go down no. that well um the women may get one you know i don't know what that would be maybe a three-way with becky asuka and bianca But how long is he out? So Meltzer today then followed up and said Roman is expected to be on both July premium live events. Despite the fact he's been pulled from all advertising. Those would be, again, Money in the Bank, which is the beginning of July, SummerSlam, which is the end of July. I'm not sure he's going to be on Money in the Bank.
2: Doesn't that take away some intrigue, though? You know, like whoever wins it that night could cash in that night if he's not on there.
3: Well, what do we think? What do we we all agreed the best move is for Money in the Bank this year? Cody, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yes, and it's not a quick cash in. I mean, right. The show is called Money in the Bank. It should be built around that match.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Here's the thing. If, if Rome with if Rome's if Reigns is going to be on both those shows, he needs two contenders. Do you have two ready-made contenders?
1: Uh, was Madcaps win enough to put him over the top? <laughs> <or no? laughs>
3: I mean, I guess they could do Orton. I mean, Orton is like the only throwaway that works. Yeah. Right, Ryan. <laughs> we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Orton was more over than McIntyre at Backlash.
2: I mean, if, I think Orton was the most over guy in the whole show, to be honest with you, yeah. crowd
1: response-wise. I mean, if, if he's going to miss two PLEs, I mean, these two make sense because they're gimmick, you know, events, and at least, as we already said, at least with Hell in the Cell, you've got some other feuds that you can put in there. He doesn't really have anything outside of maybe Drew, but even that would feel a little rushed. And then with Money in the Bank... That can be your main event. That's a big deal. And actually should be treated as such if you're gonna have that as the you know big event.
3: Yeah. I mean, to me, the dream for Money in the Bank is okay, your six top guys should be in it and they should spend weeks saying, why I'm gonna win it. Mm-hmm. You know, not that bullshit they always do, pardon my French, of what it's like qualifying matches, you know, who's gonna win. And they like just spend three weeks all beating each other in tag matches. That sticks. How about just announce the six top guys, like put Cody in it, Drew, Orton, Lashley, (laughs) maybe bring (laughs) Lesnar back for it. (laughs) Now, the problem with that is, and you guys have been studying this WWE long enough, they never put all the top guys in there. Why? Because somebody has to take the bumps. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so they always like throw some, you know, shpamool in there. They're like, oh, hey, you want to be in the main event this month? Oh, sure, that's great. Well, don't think you're going to win, but we need you to take the big bump because people expect that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I think it depends on a lot of things. You can look at the direction of the world championship or the the world and the uh, universal, whatever, whatever they have planned for that. I agree with you, Kyle. You should be able to build a pay-per-view called Money in the Bank off the Money in the Bank match. We've talked in the past about how the match has been devalued over the years. Yes. If the match is strong, it should main event the show. In that case, you don't need a world championship match on the show and you wouldn't need him. Um Now. Yeah. We expect Cody to win it. If he does win it, hopefully he announces he's cashing in in advance, like at SummerSlam, for example. And, you know, you wouldn't need reigns on that show. I do think going into the event, though, people have in their minds like, Oh, we want to see a cash in in the same night. If, if they have it planned, and you know, I certainly don't know this, and we've talked about on the show how we kind of want to see it because we think they need to legitimize another top star after Reigns has pretty much run through everyone. And we're going to talk about Reigns as champion here in a second. But if there's any possibility of Reigns dropping the title, say at SummerSlam to Cody, I could see him missing the UK show and that being headlined by, I mean, you could do Cody and Drew. And have, you know that could be a, you could have Drew coming in from the UK versus Cody the US theme. You know you could do that thing. I, I don't know though, but to me, yeah, it's it's got he can't have him miss SummerSlam. I mean, so it's got to be Money in the Bank or the what's it called Clash at the Castle across the pond,
3: something like that. Yeah.
2: Um, so okay. I mean, you can you can build that show around Drew McIntyre, especially if he's going to be challenging for the title and the
3: novelty he's going to draw there. Yeah. Of the three stadium shows, that's the one. I mean, go back to SummerSlam '92. You know, mm-hmm. they basically they, they were so confident in that show drawing, which it did, that they just basically ripped up their summer programs of 1992 and did the SummerSlam you thought you'd never see. Yeah. So I mean, they're in good shape there. I, go ahead, Justin. I think you had something.
1: I was just going to say they they could even build this into a storyline with Roman Reigns, where he can just say. You know, we've talked about he doesn't have any contenders. Well, let him say that. Hey, I've beaten everybody. I'm out of here until somebody can step up. Then you have Cody win the money in the bank and say, you want a contender? I'll see you at SummerSlam.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was going to say. That That is your summer storyline that Reigns ducks off TV and Cody says, you know what, Roman Reigns, You get your ass back here because I'll see you at SummerSlam. Absolutely. That is the big summer storyline that's how i would do it justin
2: cody is so right hot right mouth. now i mean he can he can somewhat carry television uh, at least on the raw side now we've talked about the smackdown side really tried to stack their roster over the last few months and that could potentially help them with reigns being absent and i mean this kind of this kind of goes into our next point i think on the agenda kyle well,
3: yeah but, but i'll tell you what fox right now might be a little upset
2: yeah yeah
3: no reigns mhm no charlotte yeah Because Charlotte's taking the time off, too, so that's two major names all of a sudden. Um, Okay, let's get to our, our second talking point here. So if Reigns, as the unified world champion, is missing dates, a lot of dates, a lot of time, not on the weekly TV, doesn't that again reinforce how silly the notion of needing two world champions all the time was? As this was the case when Brock Lesnar had it. Yeah. You know, I I mean he w- he wasn't a unified champion, but he would be like the universal champion wasn't on TV every week and raw went
1: along just fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was a little confused there first because I, I was thinking like well, actually that to them is probably going to say, "Hey, we do need a second champion that will be on TV while Reigns, you know, maybe the other champion is gone."
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're fine with the champion being gone for weeks on end, yeah, then you only need one.
3: Well, and here's the thing, and I think we were all in agreement on this in the past. The title structure, would, how we would have it. Mm-hmm. One world champion, the guy, and then each brand, if you so chose to maintain this brand split, would have their own champion. They'd be, they'd be strong secondary champions. So I was thinking, man, it, now is about the time. You might want to strengthen that IC and U.S. title holder, don't you think? I, no offense, but the not-scientific theory and Rick O'Shea, <laughs> don't cut it from where I sit.
2: The not-scientific theory.
3: His name <laughs> that's is amazing. Theory. His name is Theory. That, that, I mean, that's... Not, th- not, not the scientific theory. Not Austin Theory.
1: Uh, of theory. all the name drops and a name just being one word, this is by far the worst one, Oh, right? my God, yes. By theory. far the worst theory? one. Yeah, <laughs> but...
3: Here's the thing, though, and I laughed at myself immediately after realizing this wasn't going to happen. It took me about 15 minutes to talk myself out of it. But when they announced Cody in theory on Monday, I was like, and knowing what we knew about Reigns, the little we did at the time. I was like, man, maybe they're going to, like, you know, put the title on Cody and make the secondary champions important again. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're going to obviously do a DQ with Seth Rollins. But. You know, for fifteen minutes or so, I, I'd convinced myself that they were thinking about strengthening the secondary champions. But don't you think that's something they need to do? Oh, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean that, <laughs> that I mean that was a missed opportunity, you know, all those times that Brock Lesnar had the world title and was gone. Yeah. And it seemed like they were kind of doing it. Uh I think it was going into WrestleMania thirty-one, where they're kind of propping up Dolph as the intercontinental champion. And I Uh, He had a great uh, ladder match with Brody Lee, Luke Harper. There for a minute, it seemed like they were at least trying to make the IC title important, but it didn't pan.
2: Yeah, no, I had the same thought with the Cody match on Monday. My first inclination was... God, I don't want to see Cody Rhodes as the U.S. champion just because those va- those belts have been devalued so much. And I yeah, thought that's, that's going to drag f- him down. But then I had the thought of, oh, maybe they're trying to strengthen the belt and he's got the whole American Nightmare thing. It goes with that package nicely. But then I smartened up some more and I said, ah, no, Rollins is just going to interfere. Okay. <laughs> that's what we got. So
3: I-, I was just thinking about what Justin said there about WrestleMania 31. The light bulb went off in my head. WrestleMania 31 is when they tried strengthening the secondary championships because remember coming out of that show it was Daniel Bryan and John Cena mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that yep. was like their goal was to actually make those mean something and, and Bryan got hurt and you know Cena obviously was that was the one and only time the US title ever meant anything in WWE but yeah, yeah. I, it's something I would do moving forward I, I would strengthen those secondary titles and here's the last thought uh, that people should think about this was actually a question our good buddy Frank Petiani over at the torch post on twitter.com. Uh, was WWE not prepared for this uh, when Reigns beat Lesnar at WrestleMania? And by this, I mean Reigns wanting time off because it's very interesting. Here's a guy, they've unified the world titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has not defended them once. It's been a little over 30 days, so I guess uh, Jack Tun- J- old Jack on the take Tunny is asleep at the wheel. <laughs> but it's obviously going to be at least another month till he actually defends it. Mm-hmm. One would think, hope, from WWE's perspective, that the new deal was agreed to, at least in principle, before deciding who went over at Mania, right? I mean... I-
1: I don't think it would have mattered. They're, they would have basically been in the same boat with Lesnar. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's not working, you know, every event, every TV show. So That's in that right. case, it just didn't matter. Okay. If he had been working point. almost anybody else, then yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Now, here's what I don't think a lot of people know here. Reigns had been looking for fewer dates for a long time. Obviously, it's not like... He woke up one morning and was like, oh, my contract's up. I wonder what that means. What I can get... Like, this was some, Obviously, they were hammering this home, and... I tease this a little bit on backlash. If you go back... And Justin actually just made a really good point, which kind of destroys my argument a little bit, but if you go back into the archives here at Top Rope Nation, around late January, around the Royal Rumble, I really was pushing the idea. I'm like, I think Brock Lesnar might be Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah. And it was because of the some of the rumors I was hearing about Roman wanting time off after Mania. Now, Justin, like I said, you just made a good point. It's not like Brock Lesnar showed up on TV every week.
1: Now, but, but the counter is that I think he's proven that you just throw some money at him and he'll show up if, if you know, if they yeah, were. If you
3: need an extra date
2: out of him. Here's a little yeah. bonus. Yeah.
3: What is the most time as champion Lesnar was off TV? That's a very, I, I realize I'm putting us all on the spot. I don't know I don't the mm. really answer to
2: that question. <laughs> I would have to look that up, yeah.
3: He, when he was champion in like 2014, 2015, leading into WrestleMania 31, we're bringing that mm-hmm. up again. I feel in like the fall, he was gone for a while because he beat Cena at SummerSlam. And I think, did they have like an immediate rematch?
1: Yes, at uh, Night of Champions.
3: And then I feel he didn't work again to like the Rumble. Did he miss like three? I think you're right. So 14 yep. 14 into,
1: 14
2: into... You're talking 14 into 15?
3: Yeah, so like the last three months of 2014, was he on TV at all?
2: He worked SummerSlam, like you said. Yeah, they had the return match at Night of Champions, and then he wasn't back till the Rumble when he okay. worked Cena and Rollins. And
3: okay, then after so he that, missed... he next
2: worked at Mania 31.
3: Okay, so he missed three months as champion. Mm-hmm. as the And that was the... At the time, they only had one champion. They had not gone back to the brand split at that point. Yeah,
2: just, just over... F- just over four months yeah september twenty okay. first to january twenty fifth crazy
3: and and I wonder if he was even on t v at all if it was, it was sparingly um yeah, but
2: basically he defended the title once from September until March, and that was the rumble match, that was it
3: in a three way, yeah,
2: yeah, six month
1: period, <laughs> Jesus,
3: <laughs> yeah, so this is actually not unprecedented. We talked about yeah. this. You know, you go back to, you know, not just using Lesnar example, Hogan in 97, there was like a three-month period. He wasn't on any Mm pay-per-views. So, I mean, that's what we're kind of looking at here. But what do you think about Frank's question? Did, do you think WWE was aware of or had an inkling? Okay, we're going to put the title on Roman. We're going to unify the titles on Roman at WrestleMania. But he could be out for a while. Do you? think that was in the back of their mind i mean this couldn't have just crept up on them roman's demands
2: no i'm sure some conversations had to be happening at the time now roman getting both belts on the flip side would seemingly give him a little leverage in those (laughs) negotiations (laughs) so it depends how they approach this but i'm sure those conversations were happening like you said i remember you talking off-air about it at the time that Roman telling telling me one-on-one that Roman was was looking for less dates so this has gone back a while as he said
3: when do we think this deal was made official it feels like it was made official after Wrestlemania but before Backlash and that bizarre thing with him being put on Backlash last minute and them canceling the unified tag team title match that had to be a fallout of the contract, right?
1: Like they saw where the contract was going. It's like, oh, we need to get him on a, on a quote unquote contract. Yeah, paper like where they agreed to it. They, it, it yeah.
3: Like they agreed to it. It's like, oh, fuck. We're like, all right, he, he mm, won. Yeah. Like we played poker with this guy. He's not budging. He's only doing this many dates. And we're just going to,
1: you know, we're going to rush him on this. to uh, On the old contract. Get, get another date out of him. You know, or, yeah, I mean, it,
3: yeah, you're right, because it would seem odd to burn a date on the new contract right off the rip on a
1: nothing Especially, show for a six man. Yeah, right. that doesn't yeah. make any sense. That had to have been on the old contract.
2: Because we're we're saying he has a like he has a number he has to work, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he has a set date, like a set number, like I'm only working this much TV, this many uh, mm-hmm. premium live events. Now, yes, you know, if Reigns was able to do a deal where he got to go over at Mania with these terms or before dictating what he wanted his new schedule to be, that more power to him. I mean, my yeah, hats off. If he was able to pull this off, he's like, oh, yeah, you should win. Like, I'll be around, whatever. Oh, yeah, now that I've got both belts, guess what? I only want to work this
1: much, and you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because who are you going to have beat me?
1: Well, you know, and I'm sure having dealt with Rock Lesnar before, they probably weren't too scared of this situation. They've they've gone through it before and it's he's obviously in a name you don't want to piss off if you're them or rub the wrong way, especially now that there's some, you know, competition out there. Not that I think there's ever any chance he would go to AEW. No.
3: No. Do you think this exacerbated them wanting Cody? No. Because, again, this is this can't be news. So, like, or do you think
1: Cody just kind of fell into their lap and that was a convenient thing? I, yeah, I think I, the
2: latter, for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah, they would have pulled the trigger on Cody no matter what. That that was too much of a statement signing for them. Yeah,
2: they, they can steal an EVP. They're going to do it. Yeah, I think regardless. Do, do you I think, I think they, it was a happy accident that they came at the same time. Yeah, well, here's the know, thing. Sure. like We
3: don't know what happened between Cody and Tony Khan do you think when maybe WWE's like shit roman wants to work less we can only get lesnar to work less we got to do something and like you know when the idea of signing cody like they became more aggressive or you're just saying well they would have got him no matter what yeah the
1: only way i could see it yeah the only way i could see it making any kind of difference is maybe with the money where if this would have come out before they had cody cody be like oh you just lost a you know main event guy for quite a while i think i might need mm-hmm. a little extra cheddar on my contract
3: good point yeah
2: i mean yeah i i think you tell vince mcmahon that cody is open to coming back and he hears that and he's like pam whatever
3: we need yeah. to do it, do it. That's yeah what I think. good point yeah. good point so um just to recap what was said today by Meltzer. He says, basically, Roman Reigns is not going to be on every pay-per-view. We said that already. He's off the Chicago show, Hell in a Cell, which is the next pay-per-view on June 5th. He'll be doing pay-per-views this summer, even though he was removed from all the advertising after June 24th, I believe it is. Now, he previously said June 19th because mm-hmm. we were making – because I had read a recap before I got a chance. So to to it thought it was May 19th, and that led to some jokes in the Facebook page because you never have a chance to – you never you know <laughs> miss on a chance to make joke about May 19th. But right. uh, June 24th in Austin. Okay, so Meltzer seems very adamant that it's June 24th now. Uh, but he's been removed from all advertising, from house shows, everything except for the two stadium shows, Money to the Bank and SummerSlam. But he will do TVs to build up those shows. So it's not like he's not going to be on TV, but he's not going to be doing a lot of dates. What I understand the shows he'll be on eventually, probably sooner than later, they'll start advertising him. So the dates will be known. So it, it just seems like right now – WWE just took him off everything. We all know he's, like I said. We all know he's going to be missing time, but we don't have the specific events that he's going to be missing. But
2: right, so I'm going. I'm <laughs> going to this house show next weekend, taking my kid to her first show, and he's still advertised for that one. So, oh. I mean, I mean, we'll see. They also still have Charlotte Flair though on there, and uh, I do not <laughs> believe she's going to be there. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, June is really when it all. Kicks in with a limited date.
3: Yeah, it, so. it 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 just feels like if he's gonna be getting some stay, I think he's gonna be getting a you know a longer break. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll see how long it is, but he's definitely missing time.
2: Should we transition to AEW? Why not? All right. So uh dynamite Can, last. What night. if I said
3: no? What would we talk about?
2: My well, <laughs> see you later. This has been episode two hundred and fifty-one <laughs> yeah. of <Copernation>. Yeah. <laughs> um. As we transition to AEW, we do have a question in the chat. We might as well just throw this in here. Uh, okay. Luigi checking in. Wants to know Luigi. when when will Kenny Omega return to AEW? And, I mean, that is the million-dollar question. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, we have speculated that he may make some kind of appearance at Double or Nothing in a couple of weeks. Not to wrestle, but perhaps appear Uh, I know that, uh, you know, everybody wants to see him on that show at the end of June in Chicago with New Japan Pro Wrestling and that would be the ideal circumstance for him to return if he's ready to go. Uh, Kenny did an interview with Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer and Garrett Gonzalez. Boy, this was like a month or two ago and he was talking about the surgeries he had coming up and as I recall, at one point he said that he had one surgery coming up on the schedule and I believe like From when he had that surgery, he'd be able to return two months later or something like that. But they didn't know when the surgery was. So if he's Mm. had that surgery, he could potentially be back by the end of June. But we we just don't know for sure. I mean, they're holding that card close to their vest. But we all want to see Kenny back. And end of June seems like the perfect scenario if he can, if he can go.
3: Might need a back for all out in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to need contenders. For that title mm-hmm. too. That's another thing. Not just you know, when we talked about him coming back potentially to work the Forbidden Door pay per view, I think we all agreed that that would be out of like his personal desire yeah. to want to work that show. I think there's a need, perhaps, to have him on All Out because you're mm-hmm. in, you know after this, you know, no matter who wins, Punk or Page in Vegas, I don't know what person jumps off the page as the next pay-per-view title contender kenny omega as the former champion is somebody you could slot right in there
2: if you want and then i assume you know throughout the summer they're going to do some of those outside of new japan they're going to do some of those themed dynamites too like they usually do what fighter fest
0: Mm -hmm. in the summer
2: that's probably coming up too they'll probably build up a big match for their fight for the fallen so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I want to see him back as soon as possible. But we want this guy to get healthy. My God, he was working with just some horrendous injuries. It's amazing. He could work at all. What he was going through mm-hmm. uh, yeah. all the way through full gear. So uh, dynamite in long Island last night. So I mean, there's been a lot in the news regarding AW scheduling, by the way. So it looks like they're going back to Arthur Ashe in the fall, which was a, was that was an event that they had the dynamite at with over 20,000 people last fall looked amazing on television people that were in the venue weren't as big of fans <laughs> including <laughs> Frank Petiani, front of the show from PW Torch he uh you know it was like a difficult venue to get to they are returning hopefully they can work out some of the kinks there but you know they're back on long island here again for their second show there and Kyle you got in the show notes Bizarro World in Long Island because Punk he's kept this going where he's working heel in Long Island uh MJF he gets the heroes welcome back in his in his hometown area, and uh, it's it's interesting to see that dynamic on television. They've leaned into it completely. It looks like they're gonna just keep rolling with that. Uh, I'll start to Justin first. I mean, what did you think of the way Punk handled
1: himself last night and, and MJF as well? The Punk stuff makes zero sense to me, especially with Hangman seemingly coming off as a heel last week, and now this week it's CM Punk playing the heel. Mm. I I just, cause that, that one just seems wholly unnecessary. Like there, there's a way that he could have come out and not been the heel and just continued with this baby face run. The only thing I could think of is maybe they're both leaning into it to draw a little bit of confusion as to who the winner might be at the show. Uh, As far as the MJF Wardlow segment, I did see a lot of people online who didn't like it, but my thought was watching it is for one, <clears throat> if you're a big Wardlow fan, you can watch that and say, hey, he's an enemy territory, you know, MJF's area, and he still came out fine. But, you know, by the end of that segment, he was getting cheers. I don't, I don't think it did any harm to him, and it was really entertaining. So I just... Didn't have as much of a problem with that, uh, to quote Kyle Bizarro segment, as much as I did with the punk thing. Especially because I, on my own, had to look up what the deal with that jersey was. I don't follow hockey. I don't know who that <laughs> guy was. I had to, I had a Wikipedia to figure out. Not what a was. lot okay. of
2: NHL fans on the broadcast. Here. So
3: I had to double check it too because I'm not a huge NHL fan. But when Punk turned around and he had John Tavares, I was like, wait, didn't he leave? And I knew what Punk was going for. Yeah. I thought the announcing last night at Dynamite was absolutely atrocious. And they needed to point that out. They were unclear. They're like, I think at one point it might have been Excalibur. Actually it was like, Oh, was punk extending an olive branch by wearing an Islanders Jersey? No,
0: he was doing <laughs> the opposite. So it was bad. a troll
3: job. Like I, I was like, Oh my were God, you don't have the what? announcers clued
1: in. Hey, yeah. You, uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to say. That could be on punk for not telling them about it. Cause we can't just expect them to know who this you, player
3: that needs to be conveyed to the announcers. You're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if it, like I'm going if for if, heat here,
2: right. make sure you point this out. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, and then another thing that I'm announcing, Jim Ross needs to stop, like, putting over how Bret Hart's turnbuckle bump was a trademark move. <laughs> no, he was, he was like, he was, the other guy was on offense. I saw two people uh, point that out as an announcer criticism. Uh, Alan Forel was one, and, and Jonathan Snowden was the other. Um but yeah, they were they were both spot on. I usually like Alan forl, a lot better, his takes than Snowden. But well, hey, you know we all came together and agreed there. Um, <laughs>
2: It'd be like, hey, you, re- you remember how the Rock, you know, like that signature move, how he took the stunner, man? I mean, just great signature <laughs> yeah. move. No, no, him, yeah, it's it takes so away business. it takes away the realism because, like, yes. yeah, Brett's taking a bump, so like it's not a signature move when you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. and, 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 you know, I'll point this out. I actually have to get my charger. I just realized I did my weekly thing where I left the charger upstairs, and now it says <laughs> low battery, you idiot. Um, But I'll be back if I was. punk Punkin, you guys could talk about this. Punkin' Page taking turns acting heelish the last couple weeks. I also thought it was kind of odd, but then I started thinking, you know, historically, it's actually not. You know, Hogan and Warrior both kind of leaned into a little bit in their build. Mm-hmm. For WrestleMania 6. Austin and Rock at WrestleMania 17.
1: But it wasn't as outwardly as this.
3: You're probably right, yeah. I mean, do you think... Okay, here's the thing. Punk wrestling John Silver Long Island Zone was like the first clue that they were going to keep rolling with this. Do you think if they had just kind of not brought up the last time punk was in log island the crowd would have remembered about it and wanted to boom
1: that's what i was kind of alluding to in my speech. yeah that, that's what that sounds like i, I don't think know. they would have cared
2: no no <laughs> i think it's the video well. no great points i i completely i completely agree because i think that yeah when they Announce he was working a hometown guy. Then I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to lead into it again. But if he wasn't, I don't think that he had to. They wouldn't have booed him. It's CM Punk. Everybody's still really happy to see him. Um, You know MJF is getting the pop, but he's not working MJF anymore. So I haven't really looked at the Punk and Hangman stuff really as like a heel face dynamic. I almost look at it as more as just almost like it's a real fight. And you don't even really care about the crowd response too much. Like I know hangman went off on the crowd a little bit about like the guy in the punk shirt a couple of weeks ago or last week whenever that was but i almost just see it as like the guys just act like they're pissed off they got a fight coming up you know they don't really care what anyone thinks they're That's wrestling right. for the world championship and it's not like it's a it's a full turn it's just like heat of the moment type stuff if that makes sense
1: it almost feels like a very ufc kind of build because like yes. it bothered me at first that hangman seemingly came out of nowhere with uh you know, you think I'm going to come out here and say I respect you or shake your hand while well, I'm not going to, you know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But to your point, that is something exactly a UFC fighter would come out and say, it's like, I don't respect you. You know, I'm going to whoop your ass. I. It, so I guess the counter with Punk saying, you know, no matter what, he was going to shake Hangman's hand at the end of this match and then he flipped him off and ran off it. It wasn't too bad, I suppose. It's it's just a little confusing, a little convoluted, maybe.
2: No, I think I think you're exactly right with the UFC comparison. It's just like it's a real fight. Sometimes they care about crowd response. But in the end, it's just about winning. And I feel like they're just leaning into the fact that technically it's a babyface babyface match. They don't know exactly what the dynamics of that crowd are going to be. So you're going to kind of just play it both ways. Like they got real heat. You want to boo me? You want to cheer me? I don't really give a damn. I'm beating this guy for the world championship, and that's that. So I don't I don't view it as a, like a heel turn, per se, as just almost like we're tuning you out unless you're booing me, and then I might acknowledge you. But otherwise, I want to be world champion, and that's how we're rolling. So, Ky- Kyle, what do you think?
3: I'm back, and thank you for giving me a second to catch my breath because I did a very quick sprint up <laughs> two flights of oh, stairs. Wait, wait,
2: wait. Hold on, hold on. Are you telling me? That you are back and better than ever. Oh,
3: don't start, oh, with, that. Oh. Don't start with that. I, I can't <laughs>
2: go a week without bringing him up to you, Kyle. Oh, well. Your man.
3: Yeah, boy, maybe we'll bring him up the end. I apologize <laughs> if I am saying anything that you guys already said with this dynamic. Um, I, I don't really mind it. It's kind of it, it is odd, but uh, do you think that it affects, because I don't, anyone's. Fandom of punk outside the arena, like, like, no, you, you, kind of, you were talking about with Wardlow, Justin. And I, and I think with the AEW audience, I think if they just don't, they just recognize, okay, this is what he does mm-hmm. in this city, mm-hmm. this is what happens, and people still like him. Like, if it had an effect, a negative effect on CM Punk, I'd say, what are you guys doing? But we saw this, uh, in the MJF buildup, and it had zero effect, yeah. and you know, Austin. Heart Foundation, anyone? Perhaps you remember that feud. It's not like <laughs> Steve Austin, you know, being a heel in Canada affected his stardom in the United States.
2: I don't know. I was just like, I saw Steve Austin get handcuffed and flip the crowd off, and I was like, I can't cheer this guy. <laughs>
1: this guy just is can't just cheer too this rude. Guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just. I would like to know why they're leaning so heavily into it, considering where they were, where they were with the jersey against the hometown guy him doing the buckshot lariat f- to get the win which that is to your earlier point Kyle that is very much rock and austin feud yes. trading finishers um that is just that's the only thing i don't get is why they're leaning so heavily into it
3: yeah I, I as i think the thing went to black my computer there temporarily i i said that if do you think that if they had just abandoned this not leaned into punk how he wasn't logged on last time. Do you think the crowd would have even remembered or would have just given him a hero's welcome?
1: So. As long as they had a different op- opponent.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. like I said, Silver w- was the first clue that they were going to lean to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to talk about MJF, by the way. this Did you see this Fightful report? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, about frustrated with his contract.
3: And that he might be looking at not re-signing.
2: Don't you think Man, that's just that a negotiation tactics? that would be a That would be a horrible blow, but... Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about this in the Facebook group. And, boy, he is a special kind of talent. I mean, the dude is just a great heel. Great 21st Mm -hmm. century heel. I would worry so much that he would lose his luster in WWE. That he wouldn't have the freedom he needs to get over like he does in AEW. That he couldn't push the envelope as much as he does in AEW. I mean, if the guy can get paid and make a lot more money in WWE, more power to him, I'd do it too. I'm just saying, like, from a character standpoint... If he does leave in two years, I'd be a little worried about that. But you know, is he the I, number I one he's...
3: guy that you wouldn't want to lose if you're AEW, considering the future?
2: Mm, I don't know why I think so. He's up I mean Page is up there, loss. obviously. I think you don't want to lose another executive vice president. I mean they're not as critical in the ring for the future because they're getting older, but like losing Kenny would be pretty huge. Especially if he gets he healed up and he's doing really good work again. I mean, he, he was always doing really good work, but yeah. I mean, like, even better because he's completely healed.
3: Do we think WWE um, would give Kenny Omega a good push, though?
2: Oh, yeah, For... I, th- I do.
1: Okay.
3: They
1: Just wanted him once upon value. a time.
2: Yeah, he was there briefly.
1: But... Well, and now now with the competition to send a signal, I think we've talked about this before with Cody, is these guys will probably get a better push than would have originally happened Because they're like, hey, come to us. You're going to get this awesome push.
3: Yeah, And and (laughs) there's certainly a lot of spots in WWE for the Taken. And they don't have a lot of main event guys. I mean, we've joked about this in the past. Like, everyone has basically been on that show for six years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people who think that, you know, the not scientific theory (laughs) and (laughs) Podbreaker and Carmelo Hayes are going to be like, you know, dominate this promotion for the next generation. I, I, I think you might be a little guilty of wishful it's, thinking
2: there. I mean, it's so hard to predict. He's got what two years left on his deal. I don't know when in 2024 that deal ends. I I would assume middle of the year based on when the promotion. I thought I, up. Maybe it's early in the year though.
1: I thought I read it was like January 1st, 2024.
2: Oh, okay. If that's the case, yeah, it makes sense. It's when they announced the company. So. It could be and you know if that's the case it's smart of him to kind of get that out there because it's it could be a negotiation tactic. It's also hard to say you know where the company's going to be AEW financially. I'm sure WWE will be ultra strong.
3: Okay and yes you hit on something very key there Ryan right now Tony is not in a strong position I think to give out big contracts he signed a lot of people a lot of ex refugees, and he's got to be waiting for that new TV deal, right? Yeah. I mean, that—that that is like the next big thing in this industry is well, Disney- the a- AEW sorry. next TV deal. And like if they get a big rights increase, okay, then he can back up the truck and give these guys big deals. But if he doesn't, yeah, I don't know that he's in trouble. And when does that TV deal – Deal? That's what I was going to
1: ask. Yeah.
3: It, it's 2023, but is it the end of 2023? Yeesh. Like basically well, you, it's bang bang with the MJF contract.
1: Wouldn't you think it, it it would be about the time that dynamite started? What was that? Well, like, they September, they renewed them about well they renewed them like what?
2: 6 months in or so, so that would be like yeah. the spring probably. Cuz I, I want to say it was like early to spring 2020 when they got a new deal because they're so glad you know like happy about how dynamite was doing in the ratings early on um but i mean the the whole other aspect to this too is does him putting that out there affect his booking at all now we know if this was wwe and a talent was talking about how they want to leave the promotion or they're frustrated with the promotion and it was you know like a year and a half or whatever before their deal was up Vince would be pissed and he wouldn't push that person. Tony Khan's a totally different guy in how he approaches wrestling. And it's hard to deny. You can't deny MJF's talent. We've talked on this podcast so much in the past about how he's future world champion, has to be a future world champion. Uh, This company, though, like they also have a lot of people waiting in the wings now. It seems like who could get the world title because they do such long reigns with the world championship. So do you think him putting that out there? like takes away the odds of him winning the world championship at all like does do you think tony would look at that as maybe i don't want to make this guy world champion until he commits to us longer term
3: well he's gonna probably lose to wardlow at the pay-per-view right right yeah, i mean I that makes so. no sense for him to win given the scenario they've laid out um it would kill wardlow's momentum yeah, and I, I mean, he lost the Punk feud, I guess. But he is a heel, and heels mm-hmm. should—I mean, historically mm-hmm. speaking—lose feuds. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're certainly not going to want to have the title on like in late 2023. <laughs> now, <laughs> right. I'll tell you that much. And by the way, I looked it up. The deal does yet yeah, it goes. It said through 2023. So, I don't know. That's that. That's kind of an awkward situation. Uh, But someone else brought up a good point. I was, like, immediately, like, when I saw that report about MJF being unhappy, I was like, AEW in the mud, it's all over, kiss it goodbye, you work so hard for something and it goes (laughs) down the drain. But here's something to think about. By the time 2024 rolls around, he'll have been in the promotion for five years. That used to be what we would call a run in the old days. Like, you know... Jake Roberts, the six-year rule. And, you know, mm. Jake Roberts obviously had one of the greatest runs of all time in WWE, surpassed only by the tippy-top guys. So, you know, it might be a deal where it, it's interesting to Ryan's point. Okay, do you put the world title on him now if he's saying this publicly? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, for him, he, maybe he maybe we're just getting worried about nothing. Maybe he's accomplished everything he Wanted to do in those five years. And it's just time for him to freshen up. Go somewhere else. Yeah. I think it would be a terrible loss for AEW though.
2: No, I agree. He is one of those unique stars. You know, homegrown. Yeah, that'd be a big blow. Cody was a big blow because he was an EVP. I mean, a big blow optically. I don't really think it hurt the promotion too much. But MJF
3: um, means more right now, I think, than Cody did at the time of his departure.
2: 100%. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree. When you look at the, the homegrown talent that have become stars with them, that would be huge. Be absolutely huge.
3: MJF kind of mentioned Cody. He didn't kind mm. of. He did in that promo last night. What do you guys think about them basically aping the Cody-MJF feud for MJF and Wardlow now? With the 10 lashes, the cage match, to get mm. to the big
1: match. That's I like exactly what they did. I like it. It makes sense because it is the same guy doing it. It's not like they're just regurgitating this with completely different talent. It's the same guy doing the same thing to somebody different. And with the unique twist that going into this cage match instead of Wardlow, it's Sean Spears. So I I like it. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: That's true. It's that it's not a storyline where you can just give it to anybody, and then all of a sudden your performers start to feel interchangeable. Well, anyone can do this program. It's just a pro. It's just a storyline they like, and they'll give it to anybody. You're right. If it's unique, if they're keeping it unique to MJF. Justin. Yes. Yep.
2: I can't remember if this was Top Rope Nation Extra or one of your appearances on Liam's show, Kyle. But you said on one podcast recently, you joke that you know if you were a booker you'd rip off old storylines all the time stuff yeah. that works oh absolutely I and would. so like i mean yeah if, maybe, if stuff maybe, works maybe, in the past why not play off of that if, if it's different people you do a little bit differently i think it's smart
3: well personally i would just like to see what i could get away with that vince mcmahon wouldn't remember
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I
3: would just like to rip things off i i've asked around about that like people you know who like no. oh, can you think he get oh absolutely get there's no chance he would remember that if he <laughs> he like, would especially remember if you're ripping stuff off from like other promotions yeah he's like the yeah. only risk is that like one of the older guys would tell on you what you're doing <laughs> like you know like somebody would like you know
1: so yeah. so Vince I think we need to open the show with one of the GMs playing guitar for two straight minutes <laughs> oh, it's gonna be ugh. sweet the another Eric Bischoff reference. It. Another Another Eric We shouldn't
3: give this guy the time of day. I'm just going to say this. Eric Bischoff killed WCW. Uh, People don't give him enough grief for what he did to impact. Him and Hogan killed that promotion. Put its name in the mud permanently. I believe they were coming off their two most profitable years ever when they took over. And that promotion went straight down the freaking toilet when they took over. Okay. Uh, By the way, on, on a purse level, the man is going through bankruptcy right now. So other than that, he's someone I would really value listening to about a professional wrestling promotion in 2022, how they should do business. (laughs) This this is obviously someone who, you know, really has their finger on the pulse of business, has killed two (laughs) wrestling companies and doesn't have a freaking dollar in his pocket. Mm. I I value Eric Bischoff's opinion on pro wrestling in 2022 about as much as I value his uh, opinion on how to stay out of just for men. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Guy sticks. Oh,
2: Tell us how you really feel.
3: Don't like him. <laughs> uh, pick me a couple winners in the Owen. Let's do a hard right turn. You know, speaking of the announcing, women. I was
2: thinking about this. So, speaking of the announcing, oh, did they ever mention? If they did, I missed it. Did they mention that Jeff Hardy worked Owen Hart? Was that mentioned by the announce team at all? That he wrestled, yes. he actually wrestled Owen Hart. Did they actually mention that?
1: Oh shit! Now I'm not during sure. the match. I, I swear, I thought I heard somebody say. No, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe, I, don't I don't remember. Know. Maybe, I, I, I missed it. Did. If they did. That's not I'm something you should big... be
2: calling out. You know, like it's the Owen tournament. Here's a guy who, early in his career, when God, he was a teenager working WWF shows. He actually worked against the Great Owen Hart. Now here he is trying to win the tournament in his honor. You know, like I didn't hear that. Maybe, maybe they said it. I could be wrong. No, I, I might think have you're totally right. missed I... it. But if they no, did I'm say right. it, they said in passing, and I missed it. Yeah. Like it should have been a big factor yes. that they mentioned, and I didn't hear that. So. I mean, yeah, Jeff worked Owen in, like, 95, 94, I want to say. Oh, so, my,
3: my guess is Tony doesn't know that at all. <laughs> Excalibur may not know that.
2: Oh, I'm sure there's a Tony there that does know. Yeah, that's true. Not and and JR is probably yeah.
1: forgotten. Yeah. yeah. I got a question. Where does that match rank on Jeff Hardy's best singles matches? Because, holy shit, mm. I want to say top three at least.
3: You're uh, talking about last night?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, not the Owen. Sorry. I was like, my
3: God, uh, is this uh, something I need to revisit? uh, No, I I thought it was great. I mean, this Darby Allen, does this man not care?
2: No. That ladder bump he took to the outside to the
3: state chairs. What are you doing?
2: Insane. I don't know how he walked away from that.
3: But but who's gonna win the tournament? You know, not gonna hold you to it. Not gonna like you know make fun of you in three weeks if you're wrong. I'm not necessarily sure. I know.
1: Well, we don't we know who the Joker is yet. The Joker's the key, which, mm-hmm. okay, that's really weird. Like, if they're bringing in somebody, like, let's just say a Cesaro or a Gagano, mm-hmm. do, are they bringing them in to beat Samoa Joe, who's basically had two televised AEW matches? I mean...
3: Yeah, you know, I'm not against the concept of the Joker. I'm interested to hear you guys' response to this. pro concept. But I don't know if Joe is the right guy to
1: oppose the Joker. No, not right. at all. It doesn't make any sense because you think with the Joker, it's going to come in be a big surprise, and then he beats Samoa Joe, who just won a title for Ring of Honor. I yeah, I don't like it. No. Unless it's going to be like a like a a homicide or something. I don't know. What if it's I big mean, Sat Nam think-
3: Sing? One in a billion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just looking at the
2: the names in the bracket and everything and and thinking about who should be on double or nothing and a, a primo match. I got to think right now, Cole and Joe in the finals makes the most sense. You think Cole
3: and Joe, what if I I was thinking Cole and O'Reilly and they may want to right the wrongs of NXT.
1: Um, Do you think Mm. those two could do that? Or would we just get another takeover match?
3: Well, I don't know if they could, but I maybe
1: they'd be into it. Where is this
3: bracket here? I need to look up the bracket. I I don't think because I think
2: you want you think they want to do the, like the, the friends having have, a match. I don't know with the New Japan show on the horizon where they're probably going to team up. I mean, well, I don't where's
3: know. the bracket? Let me get the bracket here. Hold on.
2: I got it on my screen. I can share it with you. Oh, put in the chat.
1: So who who's Kyle O'Reilly facing next?
3: Ray Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And Ray
3: Phoenix, I assume, is going to lose because I could see. One thing that we could talk about, I think one of the big takeaways for me from last night's Dynamite is there's a lot of moving pieces with this double or nothing card. So I definitely think Kyle O'Reilly is going to beat Ray Phoenix because Ray Phoenix, I would imagine, is going to be in a trio smash House of Black versus Death Triangle at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. The Joker is really the wild card. Yeah. In that. Um it's I definitely think Adam Cole's going to beat Jeff Hardy cuz I think it's Hardys and Young Bucks at the pay-per-view as well. Right. Okay. Which by the way got shockingly little yeah, reaction a 2 heat. weeks not ago. A when the, when the Bucks came out to confront them? Yeah. Like it was clearly supposed to be this big title wave from the crowd, this huge response like holy shit, we might be getting this soon. And it didn't really come it was kind of awkward
2: I would like to say fantastic wrestler someone's got to show Adam Cole how to apply the sharpshooter <laughs> that did not look good last night it was worse no, it, than it, it, it was worse than dwayne Johnson's sharpshooter possible oh
3: no oh no it was no, it was in the sa- it was in it was in the
2: same on. league uh the way they shot it I couldn't really see how he was sitting back dwayne's big thing was he never really sat back on it but he he did the same thing that The Rock did where he'd have like both legs under his arm. And I'm like, come on, Adam. You're a great wrestler. You got to know better than that. But that, ma- that was a hell of a match. I really enjoyed that match. And it was so cool to see um, Owen's widow, Martha, there. <laughs> they didn't show the kids on television, but they were there. They had Tony tweeted out the picture. Cool to see Owen's kids. God, his son looks just like him.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, he does. Dead ringer. Yes, he does. I
2: mean, his daughter does, too. It's, it's crazy, but... It's really cool to see them yeah, having that peace around the wrestling business again and working with a promotion that they feel like they can work with and honoring their dad, their husband. You know, and The whole thing just really makes you feel good. And I love seeing Owen Hart honored like this. So, yeah, yeah enjoyed that match. It was fantastic. Uh, on the women's side, who do I think Adam
3: Cole, by the way, just for the men's real quick, I'm going to pick Adam Cole to win.
2: Yeah. To win. I think Cole and Joe and probably I would go with Cole as well. If that's the final,
3: I don't know. I think.
2: Are they going to have Joe just beat the Joker, though, Ryan? That seems odd. I think they are. Like, why beat. Why beat.
3: What what if. What if, like, the the Jay Lethal gang comes out and costs him?
2: I could do that. I mean, again, it just depends who it is. If If it's someone that's kind of underwhelming, then he's just beat their ass and move on. But if it's someone big, yeah.
1: I mean, who. Who would be the good surprise outside of Cesaro and Johnny Gargano? Because if it's one of those two, you can't do the heels running in to cost Joe the match.
3: The So my those are two people on my shortlist, and Miro would be the other person on my shortlist.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that wouldn't make more... Actually, I think I really like that one, but you can't do Miro and Cole.
2: I don't know final. that I like I really like Miro in that, in that situation, because I feel like Miro and Joe is an awesome match mm-hmm. you should build True. to, rather than as True. a surprise.
3: Maybe they should have done the Joker.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, best. it gets people to tune in out of some yeah. curiosity, but boy, it just doesn't feel like you should beat Joe right now. So, I mean, just looking at the names, don't know who the Joker is, but looking at the names, I just feel like Cole and Joe in Las Vegas is a hell of a match in the final.
1: We'll see.
3: I think it's going to be the Joker or O'Reilly.
1: it uh, can't be that. That'll be the semifinal.
3: No, I'm saying the, it'll be or O'Reilly against. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, the
1: gotcha. Joker gotcha.
3: or O'Reilly,
1: gotcha.
3: Oh, oh, O'Reilly. That was the only <laughs> JR joke
2: that landed in the last four weeks. <laughs> All right. So on the women's side, we saw Tony Storm win last night. So there isn't going to be a DMD versus Jamie Hader match yet. Uh and she's the only one who has advanced, right? Yes. We got Britt taking on the Joker. And on the other side of the bracket, we got Riho, Ruby Soho, Red Velvet, and
1: Sheeta.
3: I think Kikaro Sheeta got injured, they announced. Or did I?
1: And yeah, she... no, you're right. Um, gosh, who did Chris I Stan Chris Chris Stantlander's yes, replacing him. Thank you. Thank oh, you. really? Okay. Yes. This bracket
2: yeah, I'm looking at is from last night, so that was not updated.
1: Yeah. And do, do we want to do spoilers for Rampage? Because we know who won one of these matches.
3: Oh, please mm-hmm. tell me. I haven't looked at the Rampage spoilers yet, but I like the, no, like,
2: if okay. you do not want to know who won and you're listening Friday morning, mute this for the next minute or so. Forewarning. Ru- okay, go ahead.
1: Ruby Soho beat Riho.
3: Okay. Okay. I think that's probably the... of the four, the least interesting quarterfinals. Is that a fair comment to make? In the sense that I didn't think either of those two were going to win. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well... That right side... Man, that right side yeah, of the that's practice, what I was
1: just thinking. That's
3: great. That just screams loser in the final, all of them.
1: Yeah. Looking at it, I almost think it might be a Ruby.
3: Alan Forel, I'll reference him twice in the show. He said you could use this tournament to build up Tony Storm. She would beat Red Velvet in the final, who is now, you know, one of Jade's baddies, Mm -hmm. and that could Mm -hmm. set up Tony Storm against Mm -hmm. Jade. I don't hate that booking.
2: No, I like Tony Storm to win this tournament. Just looking at the brackets and everything, I don't think Britt needs it. We don't know who the Joker is, but looking at all the names, Tony. Yeah,
3: yeah. I saw our uh, Brian, our buddy. He's you know next week. uh, Dynamites in Houston. Where's Ember Moon from?
2: Mm. Houston. There you go. Yeah, I mean she could pull out a win over Britt potentially. Uh, but I think I would still go with Tony Storm in the end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To win it all, that would be my pick on the women's side for sure.
3: I actually feel way more confident about. Well, I feel pretty confident about Adam Cole on the men's, but yeah, I, I think I feel more confident about Tony Storm. Storm mm-hmm. here in the women's. Justin, Justin your thoughts?
1: I think I agree, but I mean, if it's Ember Moon and she beats Britt Baker, do you have Tony go over Ember Moon or oh, Athena, yeah. as she is known? Yes.
2: I would in a competitive match. Yeah. But they're both I mean, new. A- I mean, yeah,
3: AEW has shown that they'll do that. You know, they'll bring somebody yeah. in, they'll have a good first showing, and then they lose the second time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's other-
1: basically what happened to Ruby, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
3: Or Swerve Strickland, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rest of the show, you know, it looks like we're heading for a three way for the tag titles. Jurassic Express gets stobs and stobs. Hobbs and Starks. <laughs> uh snubs. and then Keith Lee MJF's the new F-4 tag team partner Snobs. <laughs> what about FTR? Where do they factor in on this double or nothing card that we're going to be attending? Do you think it gets into a four-way? Didn't they get in the champs' face a few weeks ago? Did I imagine that? I thought Liam and I talked about that. Because remember we were like, Yeah, they did, because Liam and I were like, F T R versus Jurassic Express would be horrible matchmaking. In a st- Straight up
2: situation, isn't it crazy? He, we're always in these situations where we're just a couple of weeks before the show and we're still debating where, like, what matches are they going to add? They add them all at the last second
1: and we just yeah, get
3: hyped up, yeah. Yeah, they, I know, but it feels like there's so many movable pieces. Yeah, I, I
1: think, I think they have to if they're looking at this potential triple threat for the tag, I think you got to add FTR in there just because mm-hmm. at the last pay per view, we already had the triple threat tag team match, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's how you fit FTR in there, yeah.
3: And then it's not you know the the bad dynamic that Liam and I talked about FTR versus Jurassic, Jurassic Express. But you know what's funny is Starks and Hobbs. I wouldn't mind seeing them getting a run. I agree. I, I I don't know if anyone caught this Road Two. You know those are always are well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent for Dynamite Wednesday. This Ricky Starks looked like one of the top stars in the business. On this thing, people need to check that out. Ricky Starks is a guy very high on my list in AEW. Agree. Yeah. This guy, I mean, you watch, you like, oh, my God, is this guy one of like the top five, not forget on AEW, top five stars in the business he looked like in this promo. God, yeah. was
1: this guy exuding stardom. I'm a big Ricky Starks
2: guy. He's one of those guys. He's another one of those guys waiting in the wings. That's yes. what so. like.
1: W- when you talk about how big of a loss it'd be to lose MJF, part of my hesitance in like saying, yeah, is well kind of have Ricky Starks right there to take his place. Yeah. I agree
3: that they need to pull the, I I think they were, Tony was a little gun shy with the neck injury for a while, but they did a good thing putting him on. Even though I don't think he's like the best color guy on rampage. It kept him out there in front of cameras, but God, his promo ability is, is, is really top notch in this promotion. Um, Blackpool Combat Club clearly needed a direction. When I was watching their squash last week on that, I was like, I'm like, these are fun, but where are we going with these guys? Mm-hmm. What's their destination? We saw them come out last night, um, get involved in the Kingston Santana Ortiz Jericho Appreciation Society feud. Obviously, there's going to be some huge multi person match, double or nothing.
1: Which I don't know, how does that work if you're going to have a triple or you know four-way tag title match
3: yeah you know, that's just... well well i would hope it's just two sides like i would hope that the that kingston oh, and okay. Ma- like you know like it'd be baby. Yeah. but there's six baby faces between the two groups and only five heels so somebody's got to sit out and i don't think there's somebody who you, people are going to say "Uh, oh, wheeler Utica could sit out but i think you would want wheeler Utica. oh the match.
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. you want him in the match for sure He's a rising star. You don't want him to lose anything. You want him to capitalize on this right now. So,
3: Ryan, this is a question I think you would have a very quick answer to. They can't do blood, blood and guts, can they? For this, because it's set up for a certain thing, right? Yeah.
2: No, they're gonna do. They they would do a TV special for that. I would think this summer. Yeah.
3: Okay. But like logistically right now yeah, I mean just the, the way the
2: arena's cool. set up too okay
3: yeah. Yeah, I would say the arena's not set up like they 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 logistically can't do blood and guts at double or nothing right
2: boy I don't think based on the seating charts I've seen I don't think so I don't think they'd have space for it okay so no I don't think logistically that would work and yeah I expect them in those you know the the dog days of summer when they're building up to some big matches that they'll probably pull that one out
3: although summer's kind of their hottest period historic like last like what was it when the crowds came back in july through labor that was like the hottest period this promotion ever had i thought personally we well yeah out.
1: that's I true there i was mean some extenuating circumstances there but yeah like you just yeah. said the crowds were coming crowds back.
2: were back so i yeah. added something to it but i mean it, it does feel like a long time when you're in those hot summer months and you're waiting from memorial day to labor day to get to that next pay-per-view they've got the specials like we mentioned fighter fest fight for the fall and all of that but Uh, And we'll have the New Japan show this summer. But I do think, you know, that gives them something to lean on to to draw in the viewers. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see when they pulled out. It was originally not going to be a summer show, you know, like Tony announced after Revolution 2020 and it was going to be in the spring. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, logistically, it would not fit there in the uh, T-Mobile arena. So. Yeah,
3: I, I just hope, you know, Justin, I think you mentioned this, that it's not a three-way with the three groups.
1: Yeah, that doesn't work, especially with the the Mox and Kingston connection. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that could be interesting.
2: So, yeah. Uh, anything else we haven't hit on? This has been a pretty fast show tonight. We've hit a lot of topics, but. Yeah,
3: I like it. No, I think we got everything on my format sheet, Tony.
2: All right. We got the Bischoff bashing in. We got the little tidbits on Reigns in early in the show, and we got all the AEW thoughts in.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, just real quick a moment I loved on Dynamite. Shout out to that hook saving Danhausen. Little bit of business there. I liked that. Especially with yeah, Tony Nice uh, getting the win yeah. without the entrance. That was great. Yeah. yeah it's just it's funny when out. Tony Nice
3: was introduced already in the ring and kissed his muscles. That's like, I think I'd said that in the past. That is like, to me, Tony Niece's role, because he reminds me of almost like an <laughs> 80s or Just a guy, Tony nice kisses his muscles. But in that case, he won. Oh, and MJF's uh, spoof of Dark Side of the Ring was unbelievable. Oh, mm.
2: That was great. Yeah. I can't it's
3: believe It's like, wait, what am I depend. doing here? Oh, wait,
2: how, how much has he paid
3: me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Barry <laughs> oh, yeah, Horowitz I mean, speaking... getting a cameo. <laughs> yes.
2: Speaking of Jericho, you know, Aaron mentioned the chat here. What does Sammy have going on? You know, obviously, could he join I, in with Jericho? What do we think there?
3: Uh, mixed tag. They, they've still promised that, remember? That mixed yeah. tag, him and Ty against um, mm. Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt. They said it. Yeah. Some of these matches also, too. What, like, I was looking at what people were projecting for this card. I see a lot of stuff that should go on Dynamite or Rampage. Mm-hmm. True. You know, Tony's in an interesting position now, having beefed up his roster. You don't want to cheapen the idea of being on pay-per-view and like have like 10 match, you know, like trying to force ways where everyone's on the card and you do a lot of multi-person matches. I think we've kind of expressed our feelings on those in the last five minutes, right? That Mm -hmm. sounds like another promotion that we know. I think. How they used to do it.
2: I think you just want more time to hit the Vegas Strip after the show, Kyle. I think that's what's in the back of your mind. Get the show over with so I can get out there and party.
3: I, well, no, we're we're <laughs> we're we're in good shape. Remember what I told yeah, you. Yeah, ends early I, Vegas I realize time, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna start at like four o'clock local time.
2: Yeah, we'll have plenty of time that
3: night, which is good because I feel that's a good time to you know. I mean, I know we're true broadcast professionals, but I feel we'll have like a good buzz like that. You know, like that late start <laughs> oh, yeah. time. Sometimes you're like, yeah.
2: How can you know, not, around. too, walking out of a pay-per-view? I mean, we'll have a bunch of buddies there sitting near us, and hopefully oh, the whole crew. So, so
1: much so much time to ride elevators. Just <laughs> randomly run into each other. Just a lot of elevators in that time, hotel. God bless his soul, by <laughs> the way.
2: <laughs> uh, Going to be a great time. Great time in Vegas. Hard to believe it's only two weeks away, guys. Jesus. We'll be there. If you're a listener of the show, let us know. Email Jesus us. Jesus will not Top be there, I don't
3: think. He couldn't get a ticket. It's
2: sold out. <laughs> Nation at gmail.com. Uh, in the Facebook group, by the way, you know we always promote this every week. If you're not in the Facebook group, the link's in the description of the video and podcast here, but I'm sure we probably will do like some kind of Top Rope Nation meetup at some point when we're in Vegas. I'm planning on you know, making a sticky post in the Facebook group where we can... Have everyone coordinate that because I know a few of our listeners are going and we want to meet up and have a drink with you guys and it'll be a good time. So if you want to join us, get in that Facebook group so we can get this thing organized and it'll be a lot of fun. Bring your Top Rope Nation shirts like we are all very professionally wearing on this video stream today. Oh, yes. There we go.
3: Just like I'm professionally texting. lot. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, are you placing <laughs> a bet? What's going on here? Oh, uh, somebody sent something to me here. All right. Want to see my well, phone number?
2: save that for the patrons
3: All alright
2: everybody it's been episode 251 of Top Rope Nation hope you enjoyed we'll be back next week with a couple new shows in the meantime have a great weekend, take care
1: we'll see you then hugs and kisses